It's trial time. The next E. Jean Carroll defamation trial against Donald Trump. It starts Tuesday, January 16th at 9.30 a.m. Jury selection begins. Donald Trump was not able to do his usual delay, delay, delay. So now he's posting that the federal judge should be looking at what Sammy the Rat Gravano, the Gambino crime family underboss who admitted to murdering 19 people, is posting and has to say about Donald Trump. Yes, Donald Trump is citing Gravano as a character witness. Enough is enough, apparently also for Donald Trump's lawyer, I mean former lawyer, Joe Takapina, who is running for the hills. Taki Takapina filed notices to withdraw from the cases where he's still representing Donald Trump. That includes the first E. Jean Carroll trial appeal before the Second Circuit, not this upcoming trial. He was not a lawyer on the case that starts this week. And also the Manhattan District Attorney criminal case where he's one of the criminal defense lawyers. MAGA's just chewing these lawyers up and spitting them out with their reputations shattered. Joey Takapina, we told you so. It's also Iowa Caucus Day, and we are live, so there should be results coming in soon that we will bring to you. It's uh, too close to call right now with Donald Trump taking a lead there, but Trump's been putting out some odd statements. Well, not odd for Donald Trump, uh, talking about how there are all these dirty tricks that are happening, but Trump has some major, major issues in the New Hampshire primary, which is also coming up soon, where Nikki Haley is surging. We're going to keep you posted as results come in from Iowa. Today is also Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So naturally, one of the biggest MAGA Republican organizations known as Turning Points USA and their leader, Charlie Kirk, spent the entire day demeaning Dr. King as, quote, not a good person and saying that the Civil Rights Act was a mistake. That's MAGA for you. Also MAGA for you. You have Democrats and Republicans in the Senate doing the responsible thing. They're working together on a bipartisan border deal with the support of President Biden. But now, after that's taking place, Republicans in the House of Representatives controlled by MAGA have announced through their speaker, MAGA Mike Johnson, that they will refuse to work on any border deal at all unless Donald Trump is in office. That is what they are saying. I guess I'm glad that Democrats and President Biden were able to smoke them out, but I want to see actual solutions. But again, that's MAGA for you. And I think America's taking notice because there's momentum, momentum, momentum on President Biden's side right now, which we told you we thought would be the case heading into 2024. President Biden with some serious momentum, a record fundraising hall was announced, led mostly by small donors. Get this, even outpacing Obama's campaign at the same time in 2011 and far exceeding anything that Donald Trump has raised. So I know people like to have these narratives about President Biden, and by people I mean the legacy media, but I mean, I don't know how much more momentum you can sum up than that. We'll talk about that and more here on the Midas Touch podcast. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by Brett and Jordy. So a lot going on, 
especially while we're live, we're going to get some updates from this Iowa caucus. Big Iowa caucus night. I am excited for the caucuses, folks. This is the moment we've all been waiting for. Election year is finally upon us. You know, Brothers, Thursday show, I uh, wasn't feeling so well while I was doing the show. I had just come back right from being off for a little bit, not feeling well. I was just with somebody recently who had tested positive for COVID. I go, I I probably have COVID. I do a COVID test negative. I go, okay, maybe maybe I dodge this thing. The next day, wake up not feeling so hot. I'm like, I definitely have COVID. Like 150%. I have COVID. I had it once before. I felt the same way. I know my body. Take the at-home test. Negative. Okay. Maybe it's just in, maybe it's just in my head, right? Saturday, wake up. I am bedridden. I am unable to no. move. I am like as sick as I have ever been. Went to the doctor, did the test there positive. And so I've been recovering ever since. It was a really rough, been a rough start to 2024 for me, folks. But I am here. Um, I am drugged up on the Paxlovid and whatever else they gave me. So I'm going to try to make it through the show. But we got a big caucus night. It's good to be here with the Midas Mighty. On that note, Jordy, how you doing, man? B, I think I'm doing a little bit better than you, to be honest. But other than that, you know, I'm excited for tonight's show. We have a lot, just a lot of news to get into. So, I mean, Ben, why, where, where do you want to start tonight? Like, what do you want to talk about? This is, there's a lot. Should we talk about just what the caucus is and why it's even called like a caucus and what happens and how the caucus works in Iowa? So the way it works is you have caucus goers, they check in, right? Iowans can even register as Republicans on caucus night. There are 1,670 precincts, all organized by volunteers. A representative from each campaign is allowed to give a short speech in support of its candidate. That's not really a normal thing that happens in other states. And then ballots are handed out to the caucus goers who then vote by secret ballot. The ballots are then collected and counted in open view of the caucus. A campaign representative is allowed to view the counting, but members of the press are not. After the results are tabulated, they're recorded on a form by the caucus secretary and announced by the precinct chair and then submitted electronically to the Iowa Republican Party. Despite All the time and attention that's paid to the Iowa caucuses because it's the first contest. There were only 40 delegates at stake on Monday night out of more than 2,400 total delegates. And to win the nomination, a Republican needs 1,215 delegates. Now, the Democrats also technically have their caucus tonight, but they have opted to make South Carolina the first nominating contest there. So the Democratic contest is entirely by mail-in ballots in Iowa, and the results get announced on Super Tuesday on March 5th. I just want to give you a summary when we keep hearing caucus this, caucus that, and kind of break that down for everybody. Now, can we just talk about what Donald Trump's been saying in (laughs) Iowa Um, And I think one of the things that we're really seeing, and this was the brilliance, I think, of President Biden's speech Mm -hmm. that he gave about democracy, and this is about democracy, and that there's pro-democracy versus MAGA, pro-democracy versus MAGA Republicans. And just think President Biden saying, look, I welcome mainstream Republicans trying to build a coalition, right? And then what is Donald Trump trying to do? The opposite. I mean, trying to basically shrink it. And unless you are a MAGA extremist, to them, you are a rhino and get out. 
they don't want you. I mean, one of the things that we've seen, though, are even people who Donald Trump and the MAGAs are saying, we don't want you, get out, are so cowardly that they just don't know what to do. And they're so fearful that they're still like, well, I guess we still have to support the Republican, even though Donald Trump's saying, we ain't Republican anymore. We ain't Republican. We are MAGA is what they are saying. Yet you still have people who kind of break down, people being these Republicans who break down on these kind of tribal lines and go, well, if it's Republican, I don't care if it's not even a real Republican. If if Trump says Republican, I must go Republican. And it's like, he's MAGA. This is not conservative. It's the same thing that we've been talking about now for years and years and years on this Midas Touch podcast and on the Midas Touch Network. So this is Donald Trump in Iowa, and here's what he has to say about um, there's the, the size of the Republican Party now and its composition. Here, pl- play this clip. And left-wing globalist Wall Street, millionaires and billionaires who crave to destroy the MAGA movement. People are not happy with MAGA. Because MAGA's taking over. MAGA's, you know, when they, you, you hear the fake news when they say, well, MAGA represents, MAGA represents 44% of the Republican, no, no, MAGA represents 95% of the Republican Party. Whenever you hear this stuff. I mean, he's saying it right there, that MAGA, he says, represents 95% of the Republican Party. And I think it's an interesting thing, right? Because Trump can't get out of his own way often because normally prior to a primary, primary, prior to any election like this, right, you sort of want to downplay expectations so that when you win and you win big, you could go home and you could say, look, we beat the expectations. We have the momentum. We are kicking ass. But what he's done is the opposite. Because if, in fact, 95% of the Republican Party is MAGA, theoretically, he should be receiving 95% of the vote tonight. And so he has already set himself back and made it so he cannot live up to those expectations. One of the other things that I found was interesting is they've been doing entrance polls as people entered the Iowa caucuses tonight. And what did the folks who entered the Iowa caucuses say? The people who entered the Iowa caucuses said when they were asked if they were part of of the MAGA movement. 49% of those respondents said yes, and 46% of those respondents said no. So I think we're actually in for an interesting night tonight. And I think it's very possible that while Trump is very likely to win here by all accounts, by all polls, that he does in fact underperform all the expectations set by himself. Well, we've been saying that. I've been saying he was going to underperform in Iowa, but Mm -hmm. maybe just squeak out a win. I actually thought DeSantis originally was going to win Iowa, but he's run such a horrible campaign. And then I said, I'm pretty confident Trump is going to lose in New Hampshire. And I know we've been seeing all of that polling, but we've consistently been having that message here that I just think that's not reflective of the data That is actually on the ground there. And those exit polls, we don't know how this is going to turn out, Brett, but that's consistent with the type of data, at least, that we've been talking about, how people identify as MAGA versus non-MAGA and how that could ultimately influence what they do. And I just don't think that the polling right now understands the current political paradigm that exists, that conservative doesn't mean MAGA. 
And they're still kind of polling this idea that there's like liberal and progressive on the one side and then conservative on the other. And they're not acknowledging that that's not the line of division. I mean, sure, there are people who identify along certain lines, but it really is a pro-democracy coalition with, I think, various viewpoints where there could be you know, serious disagreement, but ultimately foundationally a view that we need to protect our democracy. And then there's this MAGA mutation where people will literally say that they want to die for Donald Trump. And Donald Trump tells them, die for me. We have, I think, a part of the speech that he gave in Iowa where he tells his supporters who are, even if you're sick as a dog, you should die for me, he says. And Brett, if we've got that clip, can we play that one right now? You can't sit home. If you're sick as a dog, you say, darling, I gotta make it. Even if you vote and then pass away, it's worth it. Even if you pass away, it's worth it. Who, who talks like that? Telling your people, like, first off, you don't have to even, like, even if Donald Trump in his deranged mind thinks that, you don't have to say everything that you think. But the fact that you both think and say that just goes to show you why when we say it's a death cult, when the media shouldn't be like, oh, you're just using fear mongering. You're just saying, oh, no, that's just conservative, Ben. Ben, that's just basic conservative <laughs> ideology. Vote and die is the basic conservative. Uh, die for Trump. It's it's. What Reagan would have said, right? <laughs> when you Let look at that, when you look at that, Ben, though, you're so right because Trump, right there, he wasn't pressed. No one asked him, like, "Hey, uh, Donald Trump, how important is it for the Iowans to get out there and go vote for you?" He took that on his own. He just knowingly and just on his own told his followers, even if it means that you die, get out there and go vote for me. And say, "Darling, it's okay because I voted for that man, Donald Trump." It's scary. And then he goes, I mean, just even from a strategy point to go after the Koch organization, the way he goes after them, you know, when they have basically infinite money to try to help Republicans defeat Democrats. And in Donald Trump's just kind of loser instincts as well, he can't handle that there are people who are wealthier than him. That could be more influential than him in the party. So he attacks the money people. And he's and Trump ain't good with money, and he thinks he is, right? It's the same way he attacks the science people, right? When COVID hits our shores, Brett, sorry to make that reference right now. He yeah. the first person he attacks is Dr. Fauci and goes after the scientists who mm -hmm. are trying to come up with like the cures and the solutions. So here's Donald Trump attacking the Koch brothers and attacking Nikki Haley from taking bad money. Here, play this clip. But she's starting to fade as people find out. And she's got some really bad money behind her. She's got Democrats financing her in New Hampshire. She's got Koch, who's a globalist, total globalist. Uh, he's fighting her. He's, uh, it's funny. I don't even know what Trump's even saying. He's fighting her. He's funding her. Globalist. It, that's the that's all they have on MAGA is just you're a globalist, you're a globalist, you're uniparty. So now, you know, he's like the Koch brothers, they're working in secret with the Democrats, with Nikki Haley to go after me over and over and over again. Now, Donald Trump says this as well. Donald Trump praises two of his MAGA supporters who stole DeSantis's podium. And so if we have this clip, just think about like what he's praising. Normally you would say as a leader, 
That's not acceptable behavior. We're going to win at the ballot box, but do not do this. But this is the person who called for people to have an insurrection. So clearly he's okay with people stealing, you know, the opponent's podiums or whatever. Here, play this clip. But uh, I do, I'm looking at a man in the back. I tell you what, I watch Ron DeSanctimonious getting ready to speak about six months ago. He was on a stage with your governor, <clears throat> your governor, and your very loyal governor, who is now the least popular governor in the country. And they were getting ready to speak, and it was very interesting. Two young men, they looked like they came out of the Wharton School of Finance. Very handsome, as obviously from Iowa. He was standing back, and somebody was introducing him. And they, do you remember this? And they walked up, and they took the podium like this. They were the coolest cats I've ever seen. They weren't like sneaking up, right? They walked on the stage, just lifted everything up, and they just walked off with the two guys. And the governor was screaming, you took our podium. And the sanctimonious is screaming, you, where, my podium, my podium. They're standing here with that. And they walked off. And then if you watch it a little longer, you see them. They walked around. And you can see them backstage. They just stole the podium. They took it away. I'm dying to find those two guys because I'd love to shake their hand. <laughs> I don't know if they're in the room. Are they in the room? I don't know. Nobody knows who they are. It was one of the coolest acts I've ever seen in politics. So if you would spread the word, I've never done this before, spread the word, I have to find, I said, I'm going to Iowa, I have to find those two guys, okay? So please look for them. While he's there too, he's praising people like like Laura Loomer, this like right-wing extremist who's out there like stalking his uh, opponents and just acting so bizarre out I mean, that is who MAGA is right now. Oh, Jordy just reminded me of something that I want to tell everybody. One of the things that we will do on today's live as we await for the Iowa caucus results, as we try to keep building our pro-democracy community here at the Midas Touch Network, is we are going to put out three new emojis here for our YouTube members. A Moskowitz emoji, a Jasmine Crockett emoji, and a Jamie Raskin emoji. So (laughs) Crockett, Raskin, and Moskowitz emojis. You become a member of our YouTube channel by clicking that dollar sign below and you can gift people uh, memberships. Jordy, I think we said we were going to do a thousand memberships to Unleash, but why don't we just say 650 right now? Call it 650. That's a good number, B. And by the way, we're already at memberships. It's the damn superstar value pack. So that makes sense. Oh, three emojis in one. I was going to say, for those three, I was thinking at that, we'll just do 650 new memberships. We'll unlock the Moskowitz, Crockett, and Raskin emojis. All right, let's go back to what Trump was saying in Iowa. And again, as we get updates about what's going on in the ground there, we will let you know. And here, again, Brett, Jordy, cognitive issues for sure as I watch him. Donald Trump's trying to say something, I think, about the fake elector slates, trying to blame other people for it, but then just starts talking about just the word slates and how Thomas Jefferson did slates. Like Again, as you hear Donald Trump say these things, if President Biden ever said something like this, then it would be disqualifying. Just even this statement alone, I'd be like, Slates, Tom, what? Here, play this clip. Challenge the election, Billy Ray. He challenged the election. How dare we have to indict him? 
He challenged the election. They talk about slates. I had nothing to do with slates, but people, patriots had to do with slates. And they indict him. Thomas Jefferson did slates. They've been slates all over. I mean, as you watch him right there. I would love to just interview some people who go to these rallies and say, and just be like, what did he just say? Explain it to me. (laughs) I I want want you to break. What what point was he trying to get across? Because I don't think that he's really, I don't think anyone really knows at the end of the day. You ever see that there's this one person, I, I have like a funny fascination with like, pranks and like candid camera shows like <laughs> you, like you with, do like, love yourself some pranks I, I, whenever those shows used to be on tv i would always <laughs> i'd always love those pranks and there was one where the person doing the prank would basically do a joke but like the joke didn't have a meaning or a point and they would be like what did the ladder say to the elephant see you later alligator like and it really wouldn't be a joke and then and then the person would laugh when they say it though they go see you later alligator <laughs> and the person would laugh because they didn't want the person to feel bad for doing the horrible joke and then the person who did the horrible joke would say okay explain to me why you thought that was funny and then the person no, would get I, so- I, I remember what the jokes were it, it, it would be no soap radio <laughs> And then the person would remember go, explain to me why you thought explain to me why you thought that was funny. And then the person would be like, "Well, because an alligator can like eat an elephant." And go, "No, no, no, that's that that's not why at all." No, but when you actually speak to these <laughs> you know MAGA supporters who are there afterwards, and you say to them, "Would you rather have President Biden as a president for four years or Donald Trump as a dictator?" They all would say, we want Trump as a dictator. If you were to ask them, would you rather have Vladimir Putin run the United States of America or would you rather have President Biden? The MAGA supporters would rather have Vladimir Putin over President Biden. That is how they're trained and conditioned. That is the diet of propaganda they've been served. But again, that represents a ever shrinking kind of body of people who think that way. And where we have to continue to get out the word, and this is why I think the Midas Touch Network has grown at the pace it did, is that people who watch this and and, and people who watch all of the hot takes, it's finally a place where we can all come together and say, thank you. I just felt so gaslighted. Like you had these people saying that they'd rather have a dictator in our democracy. And then you had legacy media saying that it was like a both sides issue. But thank you. I'm not alone. Not only are you not alone, but the silent majority of Americans look at what this MAGA death cult movement is and are horrified with it. And President Biden recognizes that as well. And that's also why President Biden is focused on building, broadening the coalition of people who love democracy, which is what we've always talked about here, Brett and Jordy. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's what it's going to come down to. It's going to come down to democracy. And democracy is an important thing to fight for, obviously. And it's an all-encompassing issue, which really captures all the dangers of this MAGA movement, all the dangers of what this Republican Party has become and how cowardly it's become. We saw in, I forget if it was just the clip we just saw or the clip before that, where Trump was trashing the Iowa governor, Kim Reynolds. Kim Reynolds was asked about it today. It was basically said, you know, Donald Trump's been trashing you. He says you're the worst. He says you're the worst governor in America. Are you going to vote for him? You, you said he's a danger. Are you going to vote for him? She goes, yeah, 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 yeah. 
yeah, yeah, I'm going to vote for him if, if, if he's the nominee. And it's just such an absolute disgrace that these people are just choosing to put party before the country when they know better. They know that this is a dangerous person. They know that electing this person will likely mean the end of the United States of America as mm-hmm. we know it. Yet they're choosing their own political expediency over this American experiment that we've been going with for hundreds of years. It's a disgrace. And Brett, Reynolds said that she would vote for him because he's a Republican. Well, what video did we just play? I don't know, about five or six minutes ago when Donald Trump says, no, I'm not a Republican, I'm MAGA. You know, the Republican Party has now turned into MAGA. So Reynolds, what, what are you even talking about? You know, he's clearly identified himself as separate from the party. He's not on your team. He's already spoken out against you numerous times. What are you doing? Like, what are you trying to accomplish here? You know, there are some people who are watching us live right now who are also hate watching some of the cable networks right now. <laughs> and there are I'm getting so many messages right now saying right, you it's go a the travesty box? what's going on CNN right now. It's a Trump love fest right now on CNN. Oh my God, CNN is making me puke. I just barfed. I barfed all over the place. It's like, okay, I get it. It was it's disgusting. But <laughs> but CNN has, you know, this panel that just pushes the Trump propaganda points. And again, we'll see what the data actually reflects tonight. We'll talk about the data, but they run in there and I know they love the access and perhaps they love the steak dinners with Jason Miller that he brings them to. But frankly, we the people are fed up with that crap. We know the threat to our democracy, and when CNN engages in behavior like they're doing right now, they equally pose an existential threat to our country. And when they wonder, where are our viewers going? Where are they going? We thought this is what you wanted. No, they are coming here to the Midas Touch Network and other places like this where we talk about our love of democracy. And when Donald Trump gives speeches and talks about things like, when I'm in office, you know what I'm going to do? Yeah, Not even a wall. I'm going to build an iron dome. I'm going to do an iron dome over the whole country. We look at that and go, what are you talking about? It's complete, an iron dome? The hell are you talking about? Here, play this clip of Trump from his speech in Iowa talking about one of the major policies. It's an iron dome over the United States. Play this clip. And that very soon, one of the things we're going to do on one of my platforms that people don't pick up as much as they should, though, but we're going to build an iron dome over our country because we want to protect ourselves from giving other countries. We give iron domes to other countries, but... We don't know. It'll all be made in the USA, you know. We give iron domes to, uh, is he referring to the the military installation of like rockets that are the way we stop rockets in Israel? Is that what he's referring to? You know, and Ukraine, is, is that, what's he referring to? I'm pretty sure he thinks the iron dome is an actual iron dome. Oh, that goes, that goes you're over right. The because he did that with his hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there's no, I mean, there's no other context there by which what he's even saying makes sense. Like, what, what is he talking about? He goes, one of my, he says <laughs> it, one of my big policy <laughs> platforms that not a lot of people are picking up is that I've said that we want to build an iron dome 
over our country, and then he makes the the dome thing with his hands. That's what that's that's what he's talking about. And and no no one can go. What the hell are you talking about, you moron? Like, wh- <laughs> what grift are you trying to pull? And then the one line that he talks about over and over again now, because the economy is heading in a positive direction, that against all odds, despite the eight trillion dollars in debt that Donald Trump saddled our country with. And a lot of that predates COVID, by the way. President Biden, against all odds, has managed to get inflation under control and all other economic metrics are heading in positive directions. And we are in right now, as long as things keep heading in this way, a good 2024. And that's starting to reflect in consumer data, how people are beginning to feel about things. You know, when it's a constant battle against media narratives, but I think it is actually getting through to the people because the people are starting to feel it. So what, what does Donald Trump say? Basically, F your feelings, or it's because of the fumes of what I did. It's because the fumes of what I did. And he says that because there are some polls- He shouldn't talk about his fumes. He should stop talking about his fumes. And he goes, (laughs) based on certain polling, that's why, and he lies and says, I'm up in all polls. In fact, all of the recent polls are actually not being reflective of that direction. And President Biden's been doing very good in recent polls, exceeding his 2020 victory numbers, although I don't want to belabor going into the polls. But Donald Trump says that's why the economy is doing good. That's why the stock market's doing good. Here, play this clip. Never done so well. And anything left over, like you see the fumes, it's the fumes of the Trump administration. That's the only thing that's keeping this Biden thing a little bit alive. Because their numbers are no good except for the stock market. They have terrible inflation numbers still. But the stock market, that's the fumes of what we did and the fact that I'm leading every poll. If I weren't leading every poll, the stock market would crash. And I'll tell you what, if we don't win, I believe you'll have a depression the likes of 1929 because there's no reason for this to happen. There's no reason what's going on right now. I think the fact that I'm leading in the polls is what's keeping the stock market up because I stand for everything that the stock market should be standing for. And uh, it's very important. And I think if you saw numbers go down, which you haven't seen, it's been a steady rise up. Everyone's waiting. When will it happen? Well, maybe it will, maybe it won't. But it's been like this right from the beginning. But uh, that's what's keeping the stock market up, in my opinion. A lot of people are saying that I sit up for... Iowa ethanol. And Brett, one of the things that we do here at the Midas Touch Network, why we actually study these videos and go through them, number one, so y'all don't have to do it, (laughs) is we can build predictive models of really like, what is it he's going to say? How do you respond to it? And we're able to do that now with a high degree of accuracy. And I just want to say, Brett, you called it, huh? Yeah. I I mean, I think I... Evidently, watch Trump far too much because I know everything he is going to say. I know every stunt that he is going to pull. And once I saw the stock market was crushing it, once I saw all these economic indicators exploding, I said, I know exactly what he is going to say. Donald Trump is going to say it is because of my poll numbers. And guess what? I come with receipts. This is from Ooh. early. 
in December 2023 when I said that he would use this exact line. I got the proof for you right here. Donald Trump is going to say it's because of his policies about why things are really good in 2024. He's going to say it's because of his poll numbers. He's going to say, look at my poll numbers. That's why the economy is doing so good because everyone's excited for Trump to get back. Such a great, that's such what, a great, that's what he's going to say. such a great point. Bravo, Brett. Bravo. Well, well, well done. But, but now once we have that kind of predictive behavior models, it's like we can call it out so you can kind of respond to it right away. And you can also just show how, you know, easily it is when he's driven by just ego and his malignant narcissism and his completely flawed pathology to predict his moves and how dangerous it's going to be. You know, I've been doing some deep dives into Donald Trump's past behavior and these videos have been doing very very well. One of the new ones I'm doing is Donald Trump's failed businesses. And I know a lot of people have covered his failed businesses, how he doesn't pay contractors. But the interesting angle I'm taking on it as I, as I develop this is that the same exact language, same exact wording, how he would talk about the success of how he thought the Taj Mahal was going to do, how he bullied people, the exact same framework is being used again. And on all of his business adventures in the past, he would fail. Bankruptcy, 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 bankruptcy. Everything this guy touched, I mean, he was handed all of this money from his father, you know, I mean, half a billion dollars, and everything he did was fail, fail, fail over and over again. Um, there may be a call to make in Iowa. We're going to check that. CNN and NBC are calling Iowa for Donald Trump right now, as uh, but we are going to check that data. Um, we want to remind everybody as we go check that data and come back from a break about the emojis as we're trying to hit that um, new membership number. It's right there on the dollar signs below. Um, you can get the Moskowitz and Jasmine Crockett and Raskin emojis. Oh. All three will be unlocked. And uh, I guess because we were speaking of fumes, a quick word from our sponsors. You know what they say, cold turkey may be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about taking some strange advice off sketchy message boards. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume, and they look at the problem in a different way. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that does just that. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your Fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. The first time 
time I tried Fume, it was way more flavorful than I thought, and it feels very fresh. Fume is light, well-weighted, perfectly balanced, and extremely fun to fidget with. I absolutely love Fume, and you gotta try the new Solano Fume. It's made with a premium walnut barrel and an onyx-coated mouthpiece that has a slightly softer finish. Right now is the best time to start the good habit with Fume. All orders for the month of January have a buy one, get one core, so you can stock up for that New Year's resolution. Plus, as a listener of our show, you get an extra 10% off when you use our code. Head to tryfume.com slash Midas and use our code Midas for an additional 10% off plus BOGO cores until January 31st to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Again, that's tryfume.com slash Midas, T-R-Y-F-U-M dot com slash Midas, check it out. I know from a lot of the emails that you send me that a lot of you watching and listening are entrepreneurs. You run your own business. And you know I run a business too, the Midas Touch Network. So I know how hard it is to manage your numbers, manage the trends in the market, and budget everything. Your business gets to a certain size and the cracks start to emerge. Things you used to do in a day are now taking a week. You have too many manual processes and you don't have one source of truth. If this is you, you need to know these three numbers, 37,000, 20,000. 25 and 1. Okay, 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. And 1. Because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your key performance indicators, KPIs, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. The power of having all the information in one place to make better decisions and the unprecedented offer NetSuite is providing has been a game changer for us here at Midas Touch, and I think it will also be a major game changer for you and your business. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash Midas. That's netsuite.com slash Midas, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash Midas to get your own KPI checklist. That's netsuite.com slash slash Midas. Check it out. So we are back live. Every major outlet is now calling Trump winning Iowa. Some interesting exit poll data that MSNBC's uh, Steve Kornacki has detailed a massive education gap in the uh, NBC News entrance polls of the Iowa caucuses. Amongst college grads, you had Trump at 35%, Nikki Haley at 33%, and Ron DeSantis at 23%. Amongst non-college grads, Donald Trump at 65%, DeSantis at 17%, Nikki Haley at 8%. And Brett or Jordy, are you hearing anything else at this time as we uh, go through some of these results as as we collect them through this evening. No, that's the latest that I'm hearing. I mean, no surprises thus far here out of Iowa. Ultimately, what I'm looking for at the end of the day is going to be the margin by which Trump wins. Obviously, Trump said he is 
that the Republican Party is 95% MAGA. I don't think he's going to come anywhere near that metric, but I'm wondering how far short of the expectations that Donald Trump has set will he ultimately come and what it will mean going forward. And we'll see where DeSantis lands. We will see where Nikki Haley lands after all this. And then we'll go to the next race from here. But so far, no, no big surprises out of Iowa. There's one story, Ben, that I kept finding today that we didn't, we're not going to touch on here, uh, but it just kept popping up in my feed. Like I couldn't avoid it. It was bizarre. It was like why college age students or why college educated folks are, you know, turning their eyes back to Trump. It was like a very strange, almost like propaganda type piece that is so contradictory, Ben, to the data that we now have from Karnacki. That's, that's really interesting to me. Yeah. The Karnacki data is interesting, but what we'll have to do throughout the night, and again, we're talking about Iowa. We're not talking about the nation. Um, but you can get some interesting data points, especially as we compare it to what were voters doing in 2020, what were voters doing in 2016 and before, and seeing if we can develop any trends. I just want to show you this as well. As we start talking about Trump's kind of cognitive decline and the things that he's saying, which apparently appeal to Republicans in Iowa. This is what he had to say about Jimmy Carter. And again, that this is part of Donald Trump's stump speech. So this is what he writes out to go in front of the crowd and where normally you would talk about, here's how I'm going to improve you know, wages. Here's how I'm going to lower prescription drug prices. Here how, here's how I'm going to make healthcare affordable and accessible. Here's how I'm going to address like issues. That's not what happens at these events. But here's what Donald Trump had to say about Jimmy Carter right now, who, whose wife just passed away two or three months ago. Play this clip. I always say Jimmy Carter's the happiest man alive right now. And it's good because he's, he's somewhat elderly, right? Somewhat. My wife went to the funeral of Rosalind two months ago. It was a beautiful funeral. But uh, Jimmy Carter's a happy man right now because people are considering, compared to Biden, his presidency to be a brilliant. And that's what he's talking about there, mm. saying that Jimmy Carter's the happiest man right now. I mean, what in the world, Brett, is, is, is he even talking about? I mean, Jimmy Carter's been in hospice care for like a, a long time. It's like such a, just like, there, there's no empathy with the MAGA movement. And to me, that is the most disturbing thing. And that's also what enables them to be so abhorrent. It's what enables them to be so vicious towards other people. It's mm -hmm. what enables them to attack people the way they attack people, to do it on such a personal level and to uh, stoke this sort of terrorism around the country, to try to instill fear in election workers and Anybody who dare go against this MAGA movement, it's because they have zero empathy whatsoever, and they don't view their political opponents as human beings. And I think that is an example right there. I mean, what a disgrace for Donald Trump to use Jimmy Carter in such a way. Well, you know, what he's, also you. Doing in that, you know what he's also doing in that moment, too. You know, he's had a rough couple of weeks, whether it's with the toe taps or just really bad images of Donald Trump sort of walking or, or you know, leaning over as he walked. Like very strange and bizarre health things have come up recently on this campaign trail. And so what he's trying to do there is sort of take a jab at Jimmy Carter, too, like to talking about someone who is in hospice care, whose wife did just pass away to say, hey, this guy's much older than me. You know, he's trying to go for just just showing a different example of someone who is more elderly than him in worse shape. That's what he's doing in that moment. 
I think you're right, Jordy. And I never even thought about it in those terms, but, yeah. uh, it, but it, it is kind of that odd and the way he's kind of framing his uh, abilities to Jimmy Carter's. It's very, very, very strange. I also want to show you this because this is what Trump goes around and does. As, as we talk about how Donald Trump's you know, lawyer, Joe Takapina, who was representing Donald Trump in the appeal in the first E. Jean Carroll uh, defamation and sexual abuse trial, and also representing Donald Trump in the Manhattan District Attorney case, is now no longer uh, representing uh, Donald Trump and is asked to withdraw. Just take a look at what Donald Trump said here. It's just like he's whining over and over again about saying, you know, the judge isn't letting me go to Melania's mother's funeral when the judge said, not only will I go, don't go, that's that's on you. If you want me to extend the trial an extra day to let you testify, then you can testify you know, the following Monday if that's when you want to testify. I'm not delaying the trial. You never even showed up to the other E. Jean Carroll trial and said you were going to, so I'm not going to stop everything for you. And by the way, we saw with the schedule that you announced that on the same days you're asking not to be at trial, you're going to be in New Hampshire campaigning. So you weren't even going to be here anyway, or you're certainly not going to be in Florida or with Melania. Here, play this clip. And again, this is what Donald Trump is talking about at his like stump speeches. He's bringing this up on his own. Here, play this clip. Fake indictment, totally fake. I have the worst judge in the whole country. They said, if you got this judge, you have no chance. I got that judge. Yeah, I was shocked. I was shocked. I got the right judge. I got one in New York that's beautiful. My wife's mother, who was an incredible woman, a great beauty inside and out, incredible woman. She just died. And uh, my wife is very devastated by that. And I have a trial going on, a fake trial, a totally fake trial. And uh, we asked the judge if I could take a day off for a funeral of my mother-in-law, who was very close to me also. And he said, no. Can you imagine? These are animals. Can you imagine that, Nigel? That wouldn't even happen in your country, right? He said, no, we can't have a day off. These are bad people. These are radical left lunatics that want to hurt me because they think it's going to hurt me at the polls so that Biden can win an election. I don't think the people are going to fall for it. But think of that. Can I have a day off? I'd like to go to the... So my wife is going to be standing at the funeral of her mother, who is a very special woman. It's not like this was a very special, incredible woman. And so she's supposed to stand there alone. And I'll, I'll be there. One way or the other, I'll be there. But what a disgrace that a judge would not say, yes, we can take a day off. There's no rush. You know, all of these indictments, they could have done them three years ago. And again, this is what Donald Trump is spending his time talking about at these events. I want to show you this, though. This is uh, MAGA Republican Ben Carson, who just gave an interview. And by the way, I like that Neil Cavuto has been doing the interviews this way. And he's kind of just, you know, going to everybody and says, look, you know, Donald Trump said this and this and this about you. Will you still, you know, support Donald Trump? And just lets them answer the question. And here to Ben Carson, Ben Carson t- starts talking about how Donald Trump to him is like King David. And Cavuto is just like, so just to be clear, you're saying that Trump is King David to you? Here, play this clip of Ben Carson comparing Donald Trump to King David. Well, you know, you you, you think about the Bible and uh, King David. Uh 
most of those people probably, if they were alive back in those days, would have said, oh, what a horrible guy. You know, the episode with Bathsheba and some of the other things that he did. And yet he was a man after God's own heart. God uses different people for different times. You need somebody with a Manhattan business type of uh, personality to deal with the administrative state. You know, there are some real wolves in that Manhattan business environment. And to succeed in that, uh, you don't just kind of be a flowery, nice person necessarily. That doesn't mean he can't be. I've seen him. Uh, When he's not being attacked, he's a wonderful person. Everybody, I think, would love him. Um, But just to be clear, uh, you're comparing him to King David? I, I, the you're volume is very to, low. You're, you're, oh, okay, I'm sorry. You are just to put up for the record. You're comparing him to King David, and and that worked out well for King David. And that this is another King David, right? I don't know about him, King, uh, but uh, certainly he has some policies that are very worthwhile. I mean, what in the world are we watching? <laughs> That's a hostage video. That's a hot, like put a white background behind it. That's a, that's a hostage video. What was that? Oh my God. Can you imagine this, this man working on your brain? Right. Like your he, the guy's a neurosurgeon and it doesn't take a, I can't even, it doesn't take a brain surgeon to know that that's very cultish behavior is all I'm going to say. A different type of evangelical, they say, Brett, a different type of evangelical. Trump's the, the kind who cites... Gambino, crime family, mobster, rat, serial liar, Sammy the Bull, Gravano. I mean, this is where we are. There was once a time where just, I don't know, saying woohoo or spelling potato wrong would be disqualifying. Um, but they're right above, right above my, right, right there. You see, it says, uh, thank you to Sammy the Bull. I hope judges in Goron and Kaplan see this. We need fairness, strength, and honesty in our New York courts, and we don't have it now. And it's like a misquote. It's not even what Sammy the Rat Gravano said. So it's like even like it's it's even worse that you would just kind of pick that out. But I, there is no depth to this depravity, though, and. It's it's saying there that flashback, former Gambino crime family underboss, Sammy the Bull Gravano, says that Donald Trump is uncorruptible. And that is what they're citing. Donald Trump is citing this as character evidence for him, and I hope a federal judge sees this. And then Ben Carson, MAGA Republican, is saying like this is like King David conduct. And this is just craziness. It's just pure and utter Craziness. And by the way, though, this is J.B. Pritzker, Democrat, Illinois governor, speaking from Des Moines. Just watch what uh, Governor Pritzker has to say here, though, because it's like we need to get brought back into like the world of like normalcy here. Play this clip. This campaign is ready, willing and able to take on any of those MAGA Republican candidates and beat them. No matter which version of the Trump MAGA agenda wins tonight, original heels or boots, the platform they are fighting for will cause irreparable harm to this country. It will. And I think people understand the threat. And I hope when people see Trump winning in Iowa, I hope it's a a broader wake-up call right now to the country and for everybody to understand the threat that this individual 
poses and to also just kind of wake people up that there is a base that wants a dictatorship. There is a base that views Donald Trump, the MAGA Republicans who view this person as a godlike figure. There is a base, the MAGA Republicans, who will die for that individual and who want to destroy and throw out the American experiment for this con artist. That, that's just what they want. And then you have a legacy media that will both sides the issue. I think the American people get it. And for all of the legacy media's attacks on President Biden, just think about these stats that were just announced today. That President Biden's re-election campaign raised over $97 million in the past three months and has $117 million on hand. A record for any Democrat ever at this point in the election cycle, the campaign announced Monday morning. The campaign has raised a whopping $235 million since the campaign launched, and about 97% of all donations were less than $200 with an average donation size of $41.88. And the Biden campaign also touts a large number of recurring donors. There are 130,000 people who have pledged to give monthly to his reelection effort. That's just about double the number at this time during the 2020 cycle. And Biden's incredible fundraising haul is expected to crush that of all other candidates in the race, especially Donald Trump. And unlike Trump, Biden will be putting the cash to use in crucial swing states around the country. And Donald Trump's been using all that money to pay for his own legal fees, especially with his you know political action committee money, which is a whole separate thing. But, you know, by any metric, if that was occurring with any candidate or person other than President Biden, what I just read for you, what would the headlines be? The most glowing, smash hit. President Biden can have every economic metric trending in the right direction. President Biden could have a stock market, which was always what's used when Republicans are in office, reaching record levels. President Biden can smash fundraising records. But when President Biden tries to reach a bipartisan deal, when it comes to an issue like the border, the legacy media will put on the front page that President Biden is angering everybody when it comes to trying to reach a bipartisan solution and rolling up his sleeves to actually do something and get something done. But we can go through every metric where you talk about record low unemployment, record high GDP growth. Was it like last quarter 4.9% to 5.2% GDP growth, which is like unheard of America's economy growing faster and the economy of China, you know, you've got wages reaching highs, you've got inflation under control with wages outpacing core inflation. I mean, you have real serious metrics right now to run on. And I think those will continue and continue to even get better as we get through 2024, as MAGA Republicans try at every step to just create stunts. And political issues. I mean, just look at the issue when it comes to uh, comprehensive immigration, right? I mean, President Biden, mm-hmm. Democrat, 
Democrats and responsible senators who are Republicans, not just Democrats. I mean, it was the Schumer-Lankford deal from uh, Oklahoma, Republican senator from Oklahoma, Chuck Schumer, Democratic senator from New York, coming together to try to reach a bipartisan solution. And what did Fox do? They put some misleading graphic up. And then you had MAGA Mike Johnson in the House say, I will never do a deal on the border unless there is a Republican or Donald Trump in office, is what MAGA Mike said. How are you supposed to even deal with someone who says, we will not work on any border solutions? He said it out loud. He said Mm -hmm. said it. We will not work on Democrats. And and frankly, every time that there is a path for a deal to be done on the border, it's always the Republicans who torpedo it every single time. You always have Democrats here working in good faith with the other side. They're usually able to find at least some responsible Republicans on the other side to work with. And then the party lets themselves get blown up by this fringe, small percentage of the party. They all go along and they all buckle to this extremist MAGA wing, the House Freedom Caucus wing every single time when what they could do is they could actually go along with the rest of the country, make a deal that's better for the American people. But they have no interest in the border. And I want to make sure that this is clear to everybody out there, because as we approach the election, we are going to see so many stories from channels like Fox and all the Murdoch properties, the New York Post and Wall Street Journal. And we're going to see videos flooding social media of the border. One of the things I like that they do now, too, is they just show videos of other countries that aren't even anywhere close to the border. And they put yeah. it on Biden and Kamala Harris. They're like, are they going to do something? They're like, you want them to do something about Ecuador? What do, you, what do you want President Biden and Kamala Harris to do about what's happening in Ecuador right now? You want them to take over Ecuador? I, I, I don't understand what your plan is here. But I think the message that we have to get across is that Democrats here have been working in good faith to actually try to solve this issue. And it is an issue that has been ongoing for a long period of time. But Republicans would rather play politics than actually confront the issues. They would rather listen to the most extreme factions of their party. They would rather listen to people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates than actually do something to help the American people and solve problems. I want to give a shout out too to our editor-in-chief, Ron Filipkowski, who wrote a great piece on MidasTouch.com. Make sure you go to MidasTouch.com, by the way. Oh, we have that website's so nice. Many, so many good articles recently on MidasTouch.com. So Ron wrote an article. You could search it. It's called Republicans just proved they don't want a border solution. And it outlines everything that we just discussed here and much more. And anytime you get into a dispute with a friend who might consider themselves an independent or a Republican who cares about this issue, I implore you, send, send them this piece because it right. is a really even-handed, fair piece that pinpoints exactly what is going wrong right now in these negotiations. And Brett, right there, I mean, they, they showed their hands. The, the MAGA Republican Party, especially in Congress, showed their hands. They do not want to help the American people. They do not actually want to solve issues because what they want to do is they want to use these issues to fundraise off of, to get reelected or to help their reelection campaigns. And the second they actually solve a problem or work together with a Democrat, all of a sudden they're viewed because of no fault of anyone but the MAGA Republicans as a rhino, as someone who, you know, tossed aside the Republican name to work with those dastardly Democrats. It's like, what are you you talking about? Like, can we just like work together and like solve the problems in our country without it having to be some sort of culture war or or campaign election issue? Like, let's just figure this out. And Republicans time and time again, drop the ball. 
And frankly, Jordy, I know that there are a lot of Republicans there, people who just, you know, may have grown up in Republican families, right? People who feel like they're Republicans in their blood, right? That's a part of their identity. Mm -hmm. I know that there are still normal Republicans out there who just want to see common sense and just want to see normalcy. And I think some of the polls are even showing that. I mean, even if you look at like, if you look at who the average Nikki Haley voter is, right? Nikki Haley, they were, they did a poll, the NBC News Des Moines Register poll. 43% of the Nikki Haley backers in Iowa said they would vote for President Biden if Donald Trump were the nominee of the Republican Party. And if that weren't a statement enough, Fox did their own survey today of these Nikki Haley voters in Iowa, and their numbers were even higher. Their numbers said that seven in 10 Nikki Haley voters said they would not back Donald Trump if he were the nominee. Maybe not necessarily going as far as supporting President Biden, but saying they would absolutely, in no circumstances, support Donald Trump. That is a cold, hard reality that Republicans are going to have to grapple with if they continue to back down to this extremist wing of their political party. I want to remind everybody about the Emoji Challenge. Become oh. a member and try to support the Midas Touch Network. We don't have outside investors here on the Midas Touch Network. So one of the fund ways we build this network is through the uh, YouTube memberships, which is different than Patreon. That unlocks all of the emojis. There's that dollar sign all the way at the bottom of the chat. You can see it right there on the YouTube page for those watching on YouTube. We'd love to unlock Unlock the Congress member Moskowitz, Crockett, and Raskin emojis uh, tonight. We are about what, Jordy? About less than 400 away from that. So maybe over this next ad break, we can try to add to that. I think we're at 267 with our goal of 650, but there's still a lot more show to go. I want to talk about how Donald Trump's lawyer, Joe Takapina, has dumped. Trump and has asked to withdraw from the cases where he's representing Donald Trump. But I know a lot of people have thought, though, that was a delay tactic. But Takapina is not the lawyer representing Donald Trump in the upcoming E. Jean Carroll trial. So it's not going to delay that trial. He was the lawyer in the first E. Jean Carroll trial and the appeal before the Second Circuit Court of Appeals. He's withdrew from that. And he was representing Donald Trump on the Manhattan District Attorney criminal case and is withdrawing from that. You have to request to withdraw when you represent somebody. But uh, Donald Trump's being represented by Alina Haba in the other E. Jean Carroll uh, trial, which is scheduled for this week, yeah. starting on Tuesday. So uh, good luck with that. Um, but Donald <laughs> Trump does have a good lawyer in the Manhattan District Attorney case, Susan Necklace, who you don't see on TV because she's a good lawyer who doesn't need to go on TV. And I just want to be fair that that, that she is known <laughs> to have a, a decent reputation as a lawyer. So um, I want to talk about that and more. Let's take our last quick break. But remember, if you can, you can gift people those memberships. You can buy memberships yourself. Um, and let's try to hit that number 650 to unlock those emojis. It's going to be hard, but we'll see if we can do it. We'll be right back after this quick. Keep break. your New Year's resolution going with Factor. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success. 
Skip the grocery store's prep work and cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door with over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie-smart vegan, and veggie, and more. Forget frantic lunch preps and rush dinners. Factors 2-Minute Meals are your secret weapon in the new year. Fuel up fast with restaurant-quality meals all delivered right to your door. Factor now offers loads of snack options like breakfast, smoothies, juices, snacks, and more to keep me going no matter what's on the schedule. Skip the overpriced takeout trap, okay? Factor is cheaper and way more delicious than takeout. Get chef-crafted restaurant-quality meals delivered right to your door. They're ready to heat and eat in just two minutes, which means more time for you. Need a special occasion meal? Gourmet Plus is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easily. And when things get hectic, Factor is flexible. Change your order up every week with plans from 4 to 18 meals per week or pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Stress less over meal times in the new year. Factor's no prep, no mess meals free up time. Otherwise, spend shopping, cooking, and cleanup. No more wasting time in the kitchen. Not only does Factor offer fast simple solutions when I'm too busy to cook. They also help me stay on top of my goals with offerings like Protein Plus and Keto. I can stay on track. This is definitely going to come in handy for my New Year's goals. Factor has everything I need for a week of flavorful, nutritious eats. In addition to ready-to-eat meals, they have cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, veggie sides, and more to keep me energized during frantic times. Head to factormeals.com slash Midas5050 and use the code Midas50 to get 50% off. That's code Midas, M-E-I-D-A-S-5-0 at factormeals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash Midas5050 to get 50% off. Check it out now. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Are your teeth aging you? Popular food and drinks are known to stain teeth. Beverages like coffee, tea, and wine stain them over time. So what can you do to brighten your smile? Well, you should give Smile Actives a try. Smile Actives is safe, effective, easy to use, and will keep you smiling proudly. As you probably already know, I'm a big tea drinker like many people. You may be a coffee drinker, and over time, I notice my teeth lose some of their brightness that I was used to seeing. 97% of Smile Actives users in a clinical trial reported up to six shades wider on average, all within 30 days. Simply add Smile Actives Pro Whitening Gel to your regular toothpaste. It's been formulated with polyclean technology to boost stain removal and deliver active whitening ingredients into the teeth's grooves and crannies to get better whitening. Smile Actives makes teeth whitening gel that can simply be added to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth. So no change in your routine, no extra time, and no more messy strips, trays, or lights. People will start commenting on your whiter, brighter smile in just days. Smile Actives is the whitening boost your favorite toothpaste needs to give you the smile you deserve. Here's what you got to do. Visit smileactives.com slash Midas today to receive a special buy one, get one free offer with auto delivery plus free shipping and handling. That's smileactives.com slash Midas, S-M-I-L-E-A-C-T-I-V-E-S dot com slash 
Midas, M-E-I-D-A-S. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Great reads tonight, big bro. Those are awesome, man. Support our pro-democracy sponsors if you can. We work hard to get you those deals. Shout out Factor. Shout out Smile Actives, man. I just, I've been using them. Look, my teeth are, they're whiter already. I've been using Whoa. them just for, I know, right? They're, well, you're they're blinded me, man. Links are in the description of the audio and YouTube. Just click them, take you right there. Let them know we sent you. Use our code. And guys, we we hit 295 on the memberships right now. So we're only about 300 or so away. I think we could do it tonight. What do you think? We're, we're getting there. We're getting there. I think we can do it tonight. Let's let's see. We still got some more show. So let's see what happens. Again, you hit that dollar sign below on YouTube, become a member. We're trying to unlock three new emojis, Congress members, Moskowitz, Crockett, and Raskin. We'll see if we could do that on today's show. Does it leak over into the next show? We will see. So Donald Trump's lawyer, Joe Takapina, is out. See you Taco later. out. Tacky Takapina. There's, there's that one video. I won't play it, though, where he was walking play into court. Got to play and, it. And I'm not even sure we have it on the list. We have it. No, I have it, we of course. If we're it. talking about Takapina, you it's know a I have it. All right. All right, play play the video then if we got it, please. Shame on you. Yeah, just can you just do it one more? I, I don't know why. That's like that's one of the my favorite videos because he just handles it so poorly. Like you could tell that he was really fed up from representing Donald Trump. He was there. He knew his reputation was being destroyed. And like life came at him so quickly. And then the lady was calling him Tacky Takapina. And it just got under his skin. Like as though, <laughs> I don't know if somebody called him that in elementary school or if he, it just really affected him. And you could see it on his face. Here, play it one more time. Shame on you. Like, I'll give you my you, you, know, you know what it is though, Ben. You know what it is. I, I think he actually has a bit of a conscience, this guy. You know, I I think he actually I think I think Takapina, I think Tacky Takapina, I think he actually does have a, a bit of empathy, going back to our point of empathy. I th- and I think he does care what people think, and I think he does view himself as a serious attorney. And he's taken so many high-profile cases as a very serious attorney his entire career that he's been lauded for throughout his entire career. And then he decided to take this one. Who knows why? I guess he was lured into this Trump world. And you could tell every step of the way that he was hating this so much. I mean, just go back. Remember, uh, you know, during the last trial when Trump made that whole scene when he was in either he was in either Scotland or Ireland. He flew. He fled uh, when he uh, when the trial started. The last Agent Carroll trial started, and then he made this whole thing. I'm going to go back to New York, and I am going to confront her in court. I'm going to confront Agent Carroll in court. And so the judge asked Takapina in court, like, is, is, is he coming? Is he gonna? He's going to come. He's going to confront her in court. What's his plan? And Takapina was like, judge, you know what I'm dealing with here, man. <laughs> right? Like his exact quote was something like, you know what I'm, he's not coming. You know what I'm dealing with here. Just don't listen to what he's saying. And another lawyer would not say that. Another one of Trump's lawyers would not be that honest. I don't know if I agree with you that it, it's empathy that he's exhibiting. I think he's very 
socially aware of what people think of him. And I think when he took the job, he thought that people were going to praise him for the job that he did on this. And then all of a sudden, the second that Donald Trump turns on him, now you got everybody just hating on the guy, right? Because he's doing such a horrible job with the case. I mean, he's doing his job with the case. It's not going great for him. He's getting yelled at by Taki Takapina. And then all of a sudden, Donald Trump turns on him and sticks his base on him. And now he's like, I need to find cover here. Like, I like I, I need to figure this out. Who who can I go to at this point and just raise my hand and exit stage left? So he's representing ASAP Rocky now, uh, the rapper ASAP Rocky in his case. I saw a photo of uh, Takapino with ASAP Rocky. Looked like the happiest guy on the planet. It's, <laughs> it's, it's almost like when someone gets out of a bad relationship or something, then you see them like with like a new person and they look happier as could be. You look like a new man, Takapina. Jordy, let me give you from a legal perspective, <laughs> yeah. let me give you an interesting argument that I would say Takapina actually did a good job in the first trial. Compare the verdict against Donald Trump for sexual assault, which is the equivalent of a rape, as the judge made clear, and defamation, where the final verdict was $5 million. Compare that to Rudy Giuliani's uh, defamation case brought against him by Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss, where Giuliani was hit with $148 million. I think that the damages from E. Jean Carroll's first trial probably should have been around $148, $150 million. I think Takapina telling Donald Trump not to show up and to go away was actually a legally sound strategy. And I'm not like I'm not trying to applaud bad people. I'm just trying sure. to give you from oh, a legal it. perspective, a, a legal strategy being objective that Takapina carried out benefited his client to the fact that the client only owes $5 million when he probably should owe $500 million. But now they're going into another defamation trial where Donald Trump's going to be hit with a huge damages, I believe, because he's gone on and defamed E. Jean Carroll even more after that. Like As soon as the other verdict was handed out, Donald Trump did that so-called CNN town hall and then started defaming the woman who he was just adjudicated to have raped. And he went on CNN and he did it again and again and again. So this new trial could have just been about the 2019 defamatory statements that Donald Trump made about E. Jean Carroll after he was already found liable for $5 million. So if you were Takapina, you would argue, look, she's been given all of these damages already $5 million. And this is just for a 2019 statement. That's it. But because this case is also about punitive damages, Donald Trump's current behavior in ratifying his past conduct by continuing to say these things over and over again and torment his victim now become part of this trial like we said they were. So the jury's going to hear that Donald Trump just won't stop. So that $5 million verdict that was entered in May in the other defamation trial and sexual abuse trial for Donald Trump's defamatory statements that were made in 2022 and Donald Trump's conduct based on the Adult Survivors Act and raping E. Jean Carroll, Donald Trump has just demonstrated that he will keep on doing this, ladies and gentlemen on the jury, unless you act right now. So we need you to issue a judgment that will make him stop that will punish him, 
That's why in addition to the $10, $20 million in underlying damages the defamatory statements have caused, we're going to also ask you to do five times that amount in punitive damages for a verdict of 80 to $150 million. And just think about what the jury is going to do. And Takapina actually created a buffer to try to avoid that. But Donald Trump is his own, like he's the worst client to possibly have. And here Donald Trump goes out and just continued. We said this in December that Donald Trump was throwing Takapina under the bus over and over again. And Trump just gave a speech in Iowa last week where he threw Takapina under the bus. Here's what Donald Trump had to say. The first part Donald Trump, I think, is talking about Reed Hoffman because Donald Trump just, this is the terms he uses when he attacks Hoffman. This is what Trump says. This disgusting slob, a Democrat political operative, is the same guy who funded a woman who I knew absolutely nothing about, sued me for rape, which I was found not guilty. That's just not true. She didn't remember the year, decade, or much else. That's not true. In interviews, she said some amazingly inconsistent things. That's not true. Disgraceful trial, very unfair. I was asked by my lawyer not to attend. It was beneath me, and they have no case. That was not good advice. So he's publicly trashing Takapina there, saying he got bad advice. And that's what we say Trump does. He will throw you under the bus. And here, is a speech that Donald Trump gave, part of the stump speech that he gives in Iowa, where he started attacking Takapina as well and said that Takapina gave him bad advice. Here, play this clip if we've got this video. It doesn't look good. You have a jury. If I don't go there, they're there. If you don't go, I sort of felt I should be there. He said, sir, you shouldn't be there. This is this trial is bullshit. He used that term. He said, you should not be there, sir. This is beneath you. That's the term he used, beneath. So I didn't go there, and they found me not guilty of the one charge, the big charge, but guilty of stuff. I never met this I never saw this woman, except 25 years ago, there's a picture of her and her husband, who was a nice guy. There you go. And so Takapina said, I'm out. And there are a lot of people who are saying this is a delay tactic. This is to delay the trial for this week. Here's, here's, here's the better times, Taco. Here's the better. Because the guy looks so much happier in his new relationship. <laughs> he looks, he looks, he much, looks much, much happier. He, he looks much happier with ASAP Rocky. <laughs> it's, 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 un, it's unbelievable. But just continuing to attack his lawyer, throw his lawyer under the bus. And, and Brett, we've been saying that today is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um, so naturally, MAGA Republicans want to uh, attack MLK mm-hmm. and try to tarnish MLK's legacy. That's what they're doing, right? So what they attacked, what CRT, DEI. So I guess what MLK is, is the new one and that that's what they're, they're going to roll out now? Yeah, I mean, it, it should be a day to celebrate the life of Martin Luther King Jr. and his legacy. But of course, something we've always talked about on the show g- going a while back is how this MAGA Republican Party, it's their desire to shift the Overton window, meaning they want to shift what is deemed acceptable to speak about on a daily basis. They want to shift that so far to the right that the center ultimately becomes MAGA and the media far too often 
often buys into this new framing that these MAGA people are actually the center. It's BS. It's total BS. None of the data plays that out, but they push and they push and they push because they know that people will bite. And so you have this Trump ally, Charlie Kirk. I'm sure a lot of you know who Charlie Kirk is. He runs this nonprofit called Turning Point USA. He is like the Republican Party and the MAGA party. He is their Gen Z outreach guy, Charlie Kirk. That's who he they're putting. some buses somewhere, Brett. He, he, he did send like 50 buses to the January 6th insurrectionists and bragged about it. And then he later deleted the tweet once mm. things got, let's say, a little out of hand. And so you had Charlie Kirk, who, you know, for years has taken the Republican line. What the Republicans try to do is they, for uh, until like this year, they've tried to act like basically Martin Luther King was like a far right Republican. Like yeah. they, they, they only remember one phrase that Martin Luther King ever said. They repeat that one phrase to infinity. They forget every single one of his other beliefs. They hide that. They mask history. They hide history. But, you know, I, I don't know if you want to say it's for the best or not, but guess what? Now these MAGA Republicans are just coming straight out with it. They're just admitting who they are. They're just, you know, so it's like, okay, put it, put it out on display, okay? Let everybody see what you actually think. Because in December 2023, you had Charlie Kirk speaking before a group of students and teachers at this event called America Fest. Once again, they use America American iconography and everything they do to to distract from the fact that what they're doing is the complete opposite of the United States of America. This was one of these conventions organized by the Turning Point USA group. And in December 2023, that's when Kirk started putting forward this other version of the right wing view of Martin Luther King, where he said, quote, MLK was awful. He's not a good person. He said one good thing he actually didn't believe. That is a direct quote from Charlie Kirk. Remember, Charlie Kirk is a guy who has a show that mainstream Republicans go on. You have people like Senator Ted Cruz go on this guy's show and many other Republicans. You have many people speaking at these Turning Point USA events, including Donald Trump, including people who the media would tell you, oh, this is a middle of the road conservative, right? No, sorry. These are not middle of the road conservatives. These are actual extremists that are masquerading as moderates and they hope that you take the bait. Here's what Charlie Kirk also said, quote, I have a very, very radical view on this. At least he acknowledges it here, but I could defend it. And I've thought about it, Kirk said at this America Fest America Fest event. We made a huge mistake when we passed the Civil Rights Act in the 1960s. He argues that the Civil Rights Act instituted a permanent, wait for it, here comes the buzzword, permanent DEI type bureaucracy. It ushered in this DEI that we're seeing today. And he noted last week he was so excited about today. He said, we're going to be hitting him next week, him being Martin Luther King Jr. Yes, on the day of the Iowa caucus, it's MLK Day. We're going to do the thing we're not supposed to do. We're going to tell the truth about MLK. You better tune in. It's going to be great. And today, you know, he just went off of that and started trashing Martin Luther King all day and went as far as to say that and 
I dare you to try this, Republicans. I dare you to embrace this ideology that the more Republicans attack Martin Luther King Jr., the more that they will win the African-American vote. This is what Charlie Kirk said in his harebrained scheme that he's cooked up today on his show that he is trying to spread to all of the Republican Party. So that is not normal behavior. That is not the United States of America. We can't sit back while they try to rewrite history, while they try to do things like that. And then you have normalcy, right? You have President Biden going to South Philadelphia Monday for the Martin Luther King Jr. Day of Service. Uh, you have President Biden and the First Lady participating in events of giving, right? In, in uh, donations, food donations, visiting nonprofit food banks to help people in need. You know, like, normal people do when they want to actually give back to the community and not tear things down. Like we're dealing with right now two, I don't even want to call them two political parties. We're dealing with this rogue faction of the United States of America that wants to destroy everything we believe in. Like that's what they want to do. And they're saying it out loud. Like at least this group of people, they tell you their plans, right? They write it. They put it in writing. They say, here is Project 2025. We want an authoritarian takeover of the United States government. We want to purge the government of federal employees. Like, they tell you exactly what they are doing. It's up to us. Like, Are we listening? Are you listening? Are you telling your family and friends? And that's why we believe here at the Midas Touch Network that showing you these things are so important. That's why as as viscerally, I despise seeing Donald Trump's face and hearing his voice. That's why we need to play these clips because there are far too many people out there who haven't seen him. And they're going to be seeing him say these things for the first time now that we're ramping up to the election cycle. And I do believe that in addition to things like the stock market and the recent jobs numbers and all the economic indicators, I believe that one of the reasons that we've seen a lot of these shifts in the head-to-head polls with Biden in swing states like Pennsylvania, like Michigan, I think the reason why they've shifted is because people are starting to wake up a little bit. And they're starting to see that this guy is nuts. This is not the United States of America. And I think when you have to decide between those two things, it's going to be so incredibly clear what the choice was as we go into these elections. Look, we've got 395 new memberships. We're getting closer and closer to our goal. If you want to become a member of this YouTube channel, hit that dollar sign. We'll see if we can hit our goal in just a moment, but I'll try to delay a little bit by telling <laughs> you. Uh, but but here's the one thing I, I, I noticed too in Iowa. There was this one moment where Donald Trump did this PR stunt in Iowa where he brought like nine pizzas mm-hmm. to the fire station Handed out the pizzas, yep. you know, to the firemen, and then just kind of walked out. And it just reminded me so much of these images where you would see authoritarians in other countries like throw bread or like pass out food to just people who were like thankful that they were getting this food. But I feel like the people believed that that's what they deserved, or at least understood in that moment of propaganda, that's that that's what was supposed to happen, or that's what they were supposed to look like. I mean, you have in President Biden and the broader pro-democracy community, actual initiatives here of like massive infrastructure projects, like building systemic change, 
improving unions, supporting unions, helping workers make a lot more money. And then you have MAGA Republicans trying to destroy that, take that down, destroy unions, not do infrastructure, and have all these dangerous policies, but then basically throw some pizza at you and go, well, take some pizza. That's what you deserve. And Trump does this as he goes from speech to speech. He'll always go to like some restaurant. And it looks just like if you go and and look at like YouTube videos of Saddam Hussein, like when Saddam Hussein would like be videoed with like all these people like surrounding him and he would like be handing up, like it looks like that like imagery right there. And it's so odd and so jarring. It's also so intentional that Donald Trump has these moments. And we as the United States of America used to look at that abroad and these authoritarian nations and go, like that's some crazy stuff. I mean, what, what, what's the guy's name uh, who does uh, Sasha Baron Cohen? He did a movie called The Dictator, and it made fun of dictators who do stuff like that because we used to mock that behavior. That's like what how we would view that. And now Trump is doing that, and and you just see it being played out. And there's a portion of our country that that appeals to. You've got media that doesn't challenge that. And then as you go through and you just look at like the policies that are being implemented, not just what Trump did, but what like Republican governors are doing, it's to make people in those states believe that they deserve like peanuts and to affirmatively like harm their lives. I mean, think about this headline over the past few days, that 15 GOP-led states opt out of the federal food aid program aimed at children, right? This Biden initiative was set to give $120 per eligible child to help cover families' food costs through the summer. And 15 Republican-led states have declined, refused to participate in this new federal program from the Biden administration aimed at combating food insecurity among low-income families. And they say things like, oh, well, we don't want to support the welfare state. Meanwhile, they take all this federal money from from other things when it does benefit them, right? And just think about the cruelty of a policy like that, where you are depriving people who need it of $120 per eligible child, but then you'll have people who would benefit from programs like this show up at a MAGA event and then through the propaganda arm, blame Democrats or blame just the country in general for not looking out for them when there's efforts that are being done to try to help them. We talked about the border before because I think it is important that Democrats talk about it, but it takes two where Democrats are trying to reach a bipartisan solution. And there are Republicans in the Senate who are trying to work with Democrats. You have Republicans in the House, full MAGA, that are just trying to destroy it that are trying to stop it. And at each and every point, that's just the difference, right? Democrats get raided and the incentive structure is you have to deliver policy for the people. For MAGA Republicans, it's like how evil and corrupt you are lands you that interview on Fox. The more ridiculous you act and offensive you are, during these congressional hearings, you get the invite to Hannity. Whereas if a Democrat ever acted like that, they would be disqualified. 
We would never vote for anybody who behaved like that. And it's such a different incentive structure right there. Look, we almost have the 500 uh, at 500 members, which isn't our goal, but we will release the Jamie Raskin emoji. Let's go. We can't release all three. We'll save the other two once we hit the goal on the Because next it's going to count over, right, Ben? All the, all the memberships from this one will count over towards the next show as we have a new goal to hit. Remember rollover minutes? It's like rollover emojis. You know? Yeah, 650 that. was a tough number. It's the, It was for three we emojis. Came out hot. We came out hot. I came out hot with 650. By the way, the Midas Mighty are delivering. We're at, we're at 480 now. I mean, we're flying up. Yeah, I, I want to say this too, though, about about their Iowa results as the, and they're still coming in. We don't know where they're going to land, but you could already sort of start to see that Donald Trump is not going to win by the extreme amount that a lot of people thought he was going to win. It's going to be it's going to be a blowout. Let's face it, but it's not looking like he's going to win like by you know with seventy percent of the vote or anything like that. And I just want to say that if these numbers were Joe Biden's numbers. In Iowa, the entire media narrative oh. being somebody who's an incumbent or who was president, right? The entire media narrative would be he's a weak incumbent. He needs to drop out like that. One hundred fifty percent would be the narrative. And, and I think Donald Trump, when you see these exit polls, you see things or these entrance polls, whatever they are, as you see them. You know, there are some things that make you go, that's so screwed up, right? Like these, there was a poll uh, that I saw before. It was something like, you know, 60 something percent of people say that if Donald Trump is convicted, uh, they would still vote for him and 30 something percent say they would not. But imagine if 30 ish percent of Republicans say that they will not support Donald Trump if he is convicted of a crime like that means that he is unable to win an election like that is a sizable portion of his base. And that's why Donald Trump continues to lean further and further and further into the MAGA element of his base because he has isolated, he has pushed away so many of these quote unquote normal voters. And I think that will ultimately be one of the big stories of the general election as we head towards November. And that's why when there was reporting of like 1% of the data out there and Trump was declared the winner in Iowa, and then the media started pushing this narrative that it was just a total blowout in the range of like 75 to 80%. I didn't want to go there because I wanted to see what the data actually is before giving an informed analysis of the evening. But as you see some of this like entry or exit poll data, when you're asking this group of voters, that's now the Republican Party, that's now MAGA, do you think Biden legitimately won the presidency in 2020? 65% say no, that it was a rigged election. If you ask, is Donald Trump fit to be the president, even if he's convicted of a crime? From these MAGA Republican voters, 64% say yes, they would vote even if he's convicted of a crime. Do you support a nationwide ban on abortion? 58% of these MAGA Republican voters say yes which is so inconsistent with what the nation is at with independents, Democrats, and the overall pro-democracy community. So you see right there certain issues of like this MAGA base, as we've always been saying, is a smaller and shrinking group of people whose views are not consistent with the country. And as soon as we have 
a larger sample of data. I'll do a hot take on that once I have that broader sample of data. But I just don't want to speak too soon on overall trends and what, if anything, can be deduced from Iowa until we really have more data, which we will, which we will get. So we'll, we'll leave it at there for now. Um, Tuesday is a big day jury selection in the E. Jean Carroll next defamation case. Oh, what I was going to say before is that Takapina leaving is not going to delay this week's trial because Takapina was never the lawyer in this trial coming up. He was the lawyer in the other E. Jean Carroll case and the other appeal, but him leaving will not impact this trial at all for people saying, is that going to cause any delay? It's not going to cause any delay in any of the cases he's in. All of the appeal papers have already been filed, so it's not going to cause any delay there in the first trial. So I just wanted to make that point clear. I just think Takapina was fed up and wanted to leave after being thrown under the bus by Trump, and he was representing ASAP Rocky, and he's like, I just don't want to deal with this. I'm just out. I don't want to deal with this anymore is what I think went down. So we will see by this Friday, um, we could have a verdict in the, it could be as early as Friday, maybe even next Monday or Tuesday, a verdict in this E. Jean Carroll uh, defamation trial. So we'll keep you posted there as well. Make sure you're subscribed to the Midas Touch YouTube channel. It's free to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thank you to everybody who became members of our YouTube. Awesome. We had 510 new members. We were just short of our goal of 650, but we did release the Jamie Raskin emoji. The other two can be released. What were you going to say, Brett? Are we getting closer even? No, I was going to say, has everybody signed up for the new Midas Touch newsletter, newsletter. at MidasTouch.com slash newsletter? So you go to MidasTouch.com slash newsletter. The only required field that you have to enter is your email address. It signs you up. It's totally free. We do a daily roundup of the top stories of the day. We've gotten such positive feedback. Thank you to everybody who has given us feedback on the newsletter. We have a great team behind the newsletter. I am so excited about it. I think it kind of pulls together all the various bits of you know, Midas Touch Network world. You get some of the best stories, some of the best videos, some other things that we found fun that we saw, you know, online or elsewhere. So make sure to check it out. It takes two seconds. Sign up at MidasTouch.com slash newsletter. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Let's get motivated. There's a lot of momentum around the pro-democracy community right now. Let's keep on growing together. Thank you all so much. We so love you, the Midas Mighty. Jordy, take it away. Shout out to the Midas Mighty! The Midas Mighty standing strong Against the fascists we sing our song We will get it right whenever At Midas Touch, we are unapologetically pro-democracy and we demand justice and accountability. That's why we're spreading our message to Convict 45. That's right, gear up right now with your Convict 45 tees and pins at store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com.